Hey, good evening. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. I, I think, I hope you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Well, we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what is the rest? You may say, hey, this is my first time here. Fill me in. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's uh, racing, whatever's worrying you, whatever's poking at you physically or mentally. I'm going to try to distract you from that. And the way I'm going to do is I'm going to take the most lulling, gentle, uh, soothing... I try to be soothing. I don't know if I soothing's in my repertoire. But, you know, but, 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 saying repertoire, eh, repertoire with a schwa. Uh, I try to be as lulling and soothing as, and as meandering as possible. Like, say, well, geez, I'm off track already. But that's what I'm going to do. The goal is to distract you from whatever's running through your brain. Uh, the theory is you can't think about two things at once. You can't focus on two things at once. So if you listen to this story, ideally it'll pull your attention outside of you. You, you know, you just lied down. Things just got quiet. Your brain just got noisy. Or you, your body, you just became more aware of, of some things in your body that might be bothering you. Well, I'm going to try to pull your attention over and say, hey, over here, kind of like someone... When you're driving into a giant parking lot and you're trying to park, they say, hey, come on over, come on over here. And maybe you're in a car full of relatives that are telling you how to drive it. And then they say, geez, that's not how you park a car. But if suddenly you're focused on that person. Maybe I even have a couple of those orange uh, flashlights with the thingamajigs on there, the cones on there. I'm like, come on in, take it in here. But I'm off in the distance, but you're focused on me. All the, you know, your grandmother... Your stepmother, your domineering, uh, you know, uncle that, that's some sort of coach, your disappointed, you know, father figure type, all, all those voices in your head, your cousin Bert that's, you know, such hot stuff, all, all those voices, any other voices in your head, non-relative voices that might be in your car right now telling you how to drive. You don't need to listen. You just say, you just, I just say, hey, keep it coming, keep it coming. Maybe I'm smiling. Maybe I'm the most uh, comforting parking attendant you've ever seen. You say, geez, that orange vest, it's not, uh, it's not that emergency alert orange. Did they change? That's more of a soothing cool orange, and I didn't even know they had cool orange. I mean, I think that was a rejected Doritos, you know, back in the 80s, cool orange Doritos. But it's a cool orange that both warms and cools me down, and I say, geez, that vest is relaxing me. Is it? And then you notice, you say, geez, I'm not, this isn't a normal parking lot, because I'm noticing it's uh, some sort of, you know, whatever the material we're driving on, the car feels a little bit more gentle. And this parking lot attendant, I don't know if it's an interpretive parking lot attendant parking, interpretive parking attendance or something. I don't know what it is. But it's like we're in a bit of a slow dance. You're backing up as you guide my car. But suddenly I notice the car itself has gone silent because, you know, my uncle and all those other voices that were telling me how to drive, they're transfixed by that soothing orange uh, cone and the motions you're making, they they have no flair to them, but they're not uh, grating either. I, I almost feel like I'm watching a flag dancer in a circumstance where I say, Jesus isn't some, they say, Jesus is a, a, it's like almost like a, a parking lot, a parking lot guidance has met with some sort of feng shui, anti-chi, but instead of having to participate in it, I just have to observe you guiding my car, still guiding it. And everyone else in the car is watching the parking attendant. That would be me in the lulling story, by the way. Metaphor, pointing, pointing out the metaphor. 
But then you don't let on, but suddenly you realize that somehow the parking attendant is communicating just with you. Now with everybody. you say, hey, uh, you know, it might seem like this is some sort of magical uh, transfixing dance I'm doing, but it's really just a Google beta study. Your car is now self-driving. Why don't you take a little nap while your car gets parked? And all your relatives pay attention to me, and I'll just sit so you can just relax. The car's going to park itself. Everyone else is mesmerized. All the other chitter-chatter within your car. The passenger seat drivers, the back seat drivers, the driver, the person who said, hey, you can stay in the trunk, man, Helga. You say, okay, and, and you notice, you say, well... I don't feel any responsibility here. I think I will close my eyes here. I've never been able to take a, a nap. It has never seemed appropriate to take a nap in the driver's seat of a car. But this is a metaphor, so that's why it's appropriate. You know, just to point out that you have no legal obligation to napping in your actual car. But that's what we do here in some sense. And my, you know, we say, geez, I, I never... Thought a protagonist or an antagonist in a story I would be interested in would be a parking lot uh, car guide or maybe a parking lot attendant, better call Saul, maybe, you know. But not the person that only gets hired for events to guide your car to the proper space, which should be obvious, but, you know, because no one listens, they're there. Uh, They're there to prevent total chaos, and I would say exactly that's what I'm doing. The chaos... The nighttime chaos, brain chaos, or brain chaos, light, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm going to tell a story. It's going to meander. I'm going to keep backing up, taking turns, but I'll also distract with motions in an in a orange comforting vest, like, uh, you know, or, you know, a character dressed in something to say, Jesus, a character dressed in a bark a bark suit, and I'd say, blah, blah, blah. That's the real podcast, a bark suit. What do you go for a tie and a bark suit? Leaf tie or a, uh, uh, what do you call that thing? A, uh, those things called a vine tie? What do you, that would be, that's a normal podcast. This is a podcast ex- explanation, which is seven minutes. But that's what we do here. It's a strange idea. I'm your, I'm here, I come over to your house. I'm your bar- parking, your nighttime parking attendant. I'm here to park your brain, park your body, in, in a you know self-driving way. But you see, not only is it self-driving, it's got someone there to distract everybody else in the car. You know, it doesn't necessarily believe that self. You know, they have their own opinions about everything, including most of it related to who you are, or what's going to happen in the past or the future. Okay, so I'm going to try to bring everybody, say, watch me, watch my smooth, non-threatening body language, which you say, well, Jesus, this is actually an audio podcast. I don't, you know, say, you want some metaphor? Why are you still talking, Uncle Larry? Ah, uh, but that's it. I hope, I, you know, it's a podcast of butchers. Like we come on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and, uh, and I give it a few tries. You know, this is a no guarantee a success but you know i worked for a good amount of people and it's a jesus you know i hope it helps you uh you can find us on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com you can uh, comment on that website you can email me feedback at sleep with me podcast uh you can get me on twitter at dear scooter that's the quickest way to get me probably you can also submit ideas on Twitter story ideas. Just put a uh, hashtag Silvertone for the story ideas. Say uh, a platypus walks into a bar, pound Silvertone, hashtag Silvertone. And then I'll, I'll, at some point I'll scroll through there and say, okay. And then I, maybe I won't make any noise because I'll just be, I might not even be talking. If, if that was it, I'd be like, geez, let me picture that. Is it a corporate icon platypus or actual platypus? Because that would be kind of sad to say, hey, call animal control. Well, can animal control be trusted with a platypus? Or should I take the platypus home? Because it would say, and then I'd say, wait a second, is a platypus a real animal or an imaginary animal? 
And no, I'm not kidding. And then every, and they say, is everybody in the bar laughing at me? And they say, Jesus, this is a situation that calls for a bath towel. Because I'd wrap the platypus up in a bath towel. And then it'd be like, oh, no, it was a corporate mascot. He just punched you and said, leave him alone. But he's harboring a platypus in his uniform. And they say, well, I'll rescue that platypus then. Uh, corporate platypus mascot and platypus napper. And that's the kind of humor you can expect here. You say humor-like. That's what they, you know, I always get, I hear from these different uh, trade groups, corporate lobbying groups, uh, you know, and they say that it was not, the, it sounded like the national, when they called me, I thought it was the National Transportation and Safety Board, but it was like the national something and something, like something having to do with being funny board. And they said, can you not use humorous? I said, I said, did you say something about my femur? Because, yeah, I have a femur, you know, femur, you know, some sort of femur, you know. And they said, no, humor. Don't don't use anything about humor. And I said, can I use humor-like? And they said, well, legally, we don't have any power over you. We're just, you know, we're here to, you know, veil threats. And I said, consider it done, boys. National, maybe that's the platypus board. And they said, never talk about a platypus on your podcast. Please. And I said, perpetual po- podcast platypus placement. And then the, man, maybe, maybe it could have been, I don't know. I think I was trying to talk about how to get, so that's that's Twitter and platypuses. And platypus, we just, we just, that's how the podcast works. Take a little turn. I said, hey, there's, is that platypus street? Let's take a drive down there. And someone, if you if you were still, if I wasn't distracting with all this platypus talk, somebody would be, you know, Nana, she might be like, why would you turn down that street? Uh, because it's named Platypus Nana. That's weird. And we want to see if anyone has any platypus decorations. It could be the last place on Earth platypuses live. So why not? And I think we just stumbled into a platypus-related story, you know, accidentally here. But we better get through the intro first. So uh, what was I say? So Facebook. I'm on Facebook too. You can get me there. There's also a Facebook group. It's. I'll try to keep posting it once a week. Uh, but just search for Sleep with Me Community, Sleep with Me Podcast Community. It's a place to go where everybody will know your name because you're on Facebook, they'll be able to see it. But sometimes you want to go where other people listen to a podcast. I don't know, I was trying to make a Cheers-related thing, but it didn't work. But you can go there, you can talk about stuff, sleep. You know, you say, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, are you a sock sleeper or a non-sock sleeper? Hey, there you go, podcast, poll, socks or no socks? Socks, no socks, one sock, one, that's three. You probably need four, uh, you know, double socks. Uh, you know, do a poll if you could. But see, then you can participate in polls maybe. I don't even know if you can, but I, I'm, I'm saying that. But that's a place to go. Uh, but you can communicate with me any of those ways. I'd love to hear from you. Um, what other things that we have to... Uh, but that's about it on the uh, getting a hold of me front. Best way to listen to the podcast, or the easiest way, is through a podcatcher like your Apple uh, podcasting app or Stitcher or Pocket Casts or um, there's other ones, uh, Overcast, because they'll automatically download the episode or let you know when a new one comes out. And then you just listen to it. You say, okay, now I'm going to bed. I'm listening to it. I don't want to wait to download it. Or if you're at home with Wi-Fi, just stream it. You don't got to download it. And if you can review and rate us there, uh, that would be great on iTunes. Or I think on other places. I think somebody, Emma looked on Stitcher. Maybe that's where I looked. And I said, oh, I got to thank those people. So I'll do that. Hopefully I'll remember that. Somebody remind me if you can, if I don't do it, uh, because I always do the thank yous the day after I do the intro. A little spoiler alert. I don't think that way I can thank more people. So it's not really a spoil, you know, spoiling you alert. <laughs> oh, man. 
I mean, I'm not. I'm laughing at myself because of how ridiculous I am sometimes. Because uh, it's not being. I'm not spoiling you by thanking you. Oh yeah. Oh, t-shirts now. This is uh, right now. It's Saturday night. It's it's uh, Saturday night. I don't even want to look at what time it is. This is my Saturday night. But uh, earlier, I haven't had a chance to look at all the emails. But t-shirts are making made a major progress within the last uh, eight hours. Uh, so because of some hard work of some some wonderful people. So I just got to reach out to Cisco Bunny and the other people. Uh, so Cisco Bunny, I'm going to reach out to you and run over all this by you too because uh, you're my, we're my T-shirt point person. Uh, but here, here's the overview of the T-shirts thus far. They're going to launch soon in June if because everything's looking good. And it's probably – here's what you're going to need to know if you're interested in a T-shirt. There's only going to be – it's a, it's a, it's hard to explain, and I don't have any information, of course. So this is paraphrasing, but it's like a, a company's going to do it for us. It's only going to be only be able to buy t-shirts for three weeks, either two or three weeks. Uh, that way, they just print them all at once, and they ship them out. You pay this company, and uh, you know, because I, otherwise, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, and. Uh, but that's it. It's like a three-week period. You know that—that's how they like you know deal with their costs. And because of that, and because I say, well, geez, you, you because I, I guess I put myself sometimes in in you guys' shoes. I try to. I say, geez, if I was buying a T-shirt, and me and say, if I'm wrong, tell me. But and I could only buy it for three weeks. I personally would want that to be the only time I could ever buy it. So I'm feeling like these two T-shirt designs, that'll be it. Like this three weeks, they'll come out. The next time we do T-shirts, they'll be different. So not really a reason to buy a T-shirt if you don't need one. But I say, I always say, I don't know. I think about it. I say, geez, I, if, if, it's, if you're going to make a shirt, I don't know. I don't have a tagline. Obviously, I'm not like, you know, I'm not in my, you know, entrepreneur void. What is a T-shirt of the year or whatever the hell you want to say? And then I'm not sure if it, I think the main thing is the T-shirts won't lose money if if I'm not handling it. And ideally, I'd say, geez, hopefully, I don't know if the T-shirts are going to make any money, but my goal would be to make enough money to buy a uh, new microphone because the microphone I'm using now is borrowed, and I say you guys were saying my voice sounded weird, and I think it was a microphone I was using. This is the original mic we used for the podcast for most of the episodes. Then I switched to a mic that I bought, which was a wonderful functional mic, just a little bit on the more entry level. And then I went back to this borrowed microphone that I can't use forever. So we would buy a new microphone. And if we made more money than the microphone, we would, we would buy a uh, a new preamp for that mic. So I want to say, geez, you buy a T-shirt, that's where the money's going to. Um, but so that's it. I mean, it took forever. But yeah, I'm glad I'm, he- I'm, a- <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. But I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks. All right, thank you. So I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson that does our music. He's over at soundslikeanearful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer for their uh, support with the artwork and their ongoing support with our current project. Thank you. Uh, they're helping out on the T-shirts, and Cisco Bunny is also uh, helping out on the T-shirts. She, she's not currently listening to the podcast, as she's expecting but she said in her third trimester she'll be back. But she's still helping us out with the T-shirts as well. Uh, I'm doing a, a, the thank yous a little bit different. It's in the morning before I go to work, so that's why I sound. That's why I sound extra. Is it? Am I bos? Do I sound baritone or bossa nova? Uh, blame it on the bossa nova. It might, uh, you might have heard my stomach just growled. But over on uh, Twitter, I want to thank uh, Jonathan for thanking me for thanking him. Uh, Tanya. I want to say Tanya, yeah. So, Tanya, I, I, I messed up thanking her. Same thing with Jonathan, but I messed it up because she said, oh, this was my iTunes handle. 
And I said, Jesus, that's some joke. It wasn't her. It was me. I said, is that some strange joke I made that I already forgot? I want to thank Cheryl and welcome uh, Sonny Megatron if, if uh, uh, you had a chance, if she had a chance to, if she had a chance to check out the podcast. A lot of our old friends here. Graham's having trouble. I haven't heard back from Graham, so hopefully we'll get that sorted out. Graham, I got one more option. I can send you uh, another feed to plug in there. But Graham was the original one. I don't know if it was on a layover or at my first flight of takeoff. He said, hey, your website's down. So he was Graham's, Graham's or I guess Graham's the official canary in the coal mine of the podcast. Jennifer E. out there supporting the podcast. If you want a, a summer read for either yourself or a teen, uh, Jennifer Eccles. It rhymes with freckles and heckles, I think. I think I learned that with nickels. So maybe I'm saying, but I think Jennifer would have corrected me if I was saying her last name wrong. But she's a wonderful author. I'll have it in the show notes. Uh, but she doesn't heckle this podcast, and I'm not sure if Jennifer has freckles. Heckles, freckles. Spe- spe- is speckles a word? Speckles doesn't rhyme with eckles. Eckles. It rhymes with. Okay, well, off track. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to thank Julie C. Bernadette J. She's got two cats in a box. And you, you got to shout out Bernadette. Uh, Bernadette Jeffrey, thank you for putting a picture of two cats sleeping in boxes that are like shoeboxes, but not shoeboxes. I'm thanking you, oh yeah. Uh, I want to thank Lizzie T for spreading the word. Ariel, I got to send Ariel a joke, so I don't want to do it now. And then you double joke, you know, if it's not funny once, it won't be funny twice. So, but Ariel for support, Ashley, Lauren, Alexandra. Alexandra also wanted to say, take that, Laurel. Uh, uh, take take that. Uh, they run our our Facebook group, Kimberly G, and over on iTunes, I want to thank uh, Serendipity, who said so helpful. They never make it past twenty minutes. Never finished an episode, but uh, they uh, they said podcast helpful. Thank you for thank you for your review. I hope you don't have anything to do with Sauron or Saruman mispronouncing Lord of the Rings villains. And then speaking of fantasy-like names, changed my life from the rule of three. You think that's what uh, Bilbo and Frodo, and they forgot about the rule, one ring to rule them all. Maybe there was, Maybe the rule of three was in something else, but... Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you, I'll drop a little rule of free. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Three thank yous become one super thank you. Uh, they say the podcast changed their life, and I really appreciate that. I'm grateful for for, for uh, your support. Uh, so that's a thank you. That's a little quick fly thank you. It's Tuesday morning. You'll be hearing this Tuesday night. This is the most connected and Sundays I've done recording on the day of the episode, but usually not Tuesdays. So uh, hey, I'll see I'll see you guys right now, but I'm seeing you later. Isn't that a little? Isn't that was fun? Time travel again. I'm time traveling into your ears. I'm over here. I'm over here. But this isn't being recorded in stereo. All right. Good night. All right, guys. It's uh, uh, Rending Ritter Ruse Day. And it's actually Saturday. God, I can't believe it. It's embarrassing. It's a Saturday night. It's 9.50 p.m. And uh, I'm just rending my Ritter right now as I talk to you. I'm going to pause. I'll be right. Hold on. Okay, it's Saturday. It's about 9.50, a little bit before. And uh, so I got the two, uh, nine, nine, just before 9.50. And, uh, yeah, so I think my phone won't, won't uh, make a noise. Uh, but I had, had, um, 
So I had an idea. I was like, oh, that's what I'll do the episode about tonight. And then uh, they were talking about these platypus, this platypus in the intro. And normally, I'm not going to be, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a platypus, uh, you know, proponent of like using. But it, now that I'm saying the word, I'm like, Jesus, it's a pleasant word to say, platypus. Because right, I used to think people went into the, you know, well, they say, geez, they need something funny. And they say, just say platypus. It cracks people up. And then they say, well, again, he's a, you know, this is going to sound ignorant, but is it a real animal or a fantasy animal? And then I say, well, I've heard the term duck-billed platypus before. So does that mean there's a non-duck-billed platypus? And then I start to analyze the platypus I'm seeing in my brain, which would be a duck-billed platypus. And I'm saying, well, why do people think it's so funny? It's just a uh, a duck-billed platypus. It kind of looks like, a, uh, at least in my brain, a bill, big bill, and then kind of like a, a smushed-down beaver, like a flatter beaver. Is that what is that what it is, or is it green? I mean, I'm thinking that's more of a cartoon duck that's green. And this whole discussion would be fine and dandy if if I wasn't running down the street with a, a platypus in a bath towel, with people screaming after me, including some sort of platypus corporate mascot, and his security people. I said, and I said uh, again, this is this was earlier. Well, you say back it up, man, back it up. You're running down the street with a duck-billed platypus. I say I can't confirm that because again I said, "Is it you? Can't you just call it a platypus? What the hell? If there's only one kind of platypus, why you got it? Isn't that like uh, what do they call that when it, you say something you don't need to say? Double entendre? No, that's not a double entendre. When you like a double positive, you say yes, I'm going for sure. You say you don't you don't need both of those. Stannis Baratheon would correct that. He'd say just call it a platypus, Lord Commander." It's a platypus, Lord Commander. Platypus. Platypus, Lord Commander. But anyway, so I'm running down the street with this platypus, okay? Not a duck. You say, well, it has a duck's bill. And then a platypus stand in here. No, it's not a duck's bill. It's a freaking platypus billed platypus if you want to be totally idiotic about it, okay? So it's a platypus because it doesn't have a duck's bill. Holy zoolo- angry zoologist. You say, what in the name of phylums are you yelling about? I'd say, well, why calling a duck-spilled platypus? It's like, you're trying to say this in my platypus. This was actually the first person that stopped me. The disguise, I said, I'm looking for a hideout. And they said, for what I said for my platypus? And they said, a duck-spilled platypus? I said, no. It's a, it's a platypus-spilled platypus. And they said that's ridiculous. And I said, "Is it? Are you a you a uh, a dolphin-nosed human?" And then they say, "That's the stupidest thing I ever heard." I said, "Ever?" And I said, "Shit! What has a human-like nose? Uh, are you a baby-nosed human?" And then that person they swung at me because they had a, a button nose. And I said, what are you, a frosty, this, a snowman-nosed human? And then the other fist, I said, oh, boy, I'm quick. And then the platypus, platypus made a noise, kind of like a, uh, and again, you know, again, zoologists, save both your supportive email for that last tirade and your angry email about this, but it made some, it sounded like a squawk. Uh, a squawk with a chirp. And again, you say, what she said, well, that's what kind of thing, noises that build animals make. And then I say, well, boy, I just got distracted. What's the difference between a beak and a bill? Is it just a sharpness? Like a bill is rounded and a beak is pointed? And then I realized as a crowd was catching up with me, I was still discussing stuff with this guy. And my poor platypus was, you know, making noises I couldn't tell. And I'll tell you, you know, carrying a platypus just like carrying a baby, you know, uh, that has a, a build baby. And then that would be a platypus build baby. And you'd say, holy crap. 
I see that's a crime against humanity and platypuses and science. And I said, well, mad scientists came up with it. But anyway, back to this. But anyway, we gotta get back to the story. Back up. So during the intro, I said a platypus walks into a bar, and what had happened is uh, this platypus came. Uh, a corporate mascot for a platypus. I said, "Geez, what is this? Some sort of uh, Geico ripoff?" And he said, "What are you doing in a bar drinking soda water?" And I said, uh, I, "I said, uh, I said never. I said never. You mind, uh, Nana." What are you doing here? And she said, I'm here, you know, we're, we're here to boo someone. I said, who? She said, this mascot. And I said, this mascot, the, the duck-billed platypus? This ma- this platypus mascot? And she said, no, 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 there's another one coming from CBS. It's some sort of, they're doing some hung- Hunger Games, a new CBS reality show. They exploits four families by making them grovel for $101,000. And I said, that's shameful. But I was talking to my Nana about this reality show, but the platypus was standing right there. And the person, the platypus person, platyperson, platyperson, platypersona, because he said, that's the second time you've insulted me. They turned, and the bill hit me in the face, and it was a hard bill, and it hurt. And I gotta warn you, when I get hit in the head uh, by anything, it makes I go a little haywire. So I went a little haywire. I said, like that. That's what I do when I go haywire. If you're regular listening to the podcast, you say, oh boy, this guy's haywired a lot. And I guess my, I, I didn't realize this because I don't watch myself go haywire, but my tongue was going, and I don't know what I do with my mouth, but the guy goes, what do you get, the world's wildest tongue? And I said, I don't know, I'm not conducting interviews with my own tongue, Bill Face. And, and then and then we got into a series of uh, put-downs, platypus put-downs, personal put-downs. And the platypus, he said, well, the, platypus, the corporate mascot, I said, he said, what are you doing later? I said, cat sitting for a friend, what the hell do you think I'm... And he said, again, what are you doing in a bar? And I said, cat sitting for a friend. There's this really loud thunderstorm scared the cat. Owner said to wrap it in a blanket and hold it like a baby. It calmed down. It worked. And he said, "Where's the cat?" I said, "I said asleep in the nacho. The nachos warmer." And he said, "Is that dangerous?" I said, "No, no, no. It's kitten, kitten safe. It's has been inspected." And he said, "Are you sure?" And I said, "What are you? Some sort of animal?" I said, "Yeah, my, this is my friend's place. Like I come here and help her out. You know, cats it every once in a while when she's got to go. You know." Uh, go buy cigarettes, refill a cigarette machine or something. What is this? And the uh, platypus mascot, mascot, they said, uh, and I said, geez, what company is this again? And they said, it was a liquor company. This is a bar. Like I was some kind of idiot. And I said, oh, that would make sense. And I said, what the hell do platypuses have to do with liquor? And the platypus said, promotion. And I said, you got me. And anyway, the platypus says, sorry about our arguing. But I actually have a platypus in my suit here that's going crazy. And I said, what What the hell is wrong? You got a platypus in your your, your uh, mascot outfit? And I said, get And then we, like, wrestled. It was like uh, I was being aggressive and helpful at the same time, which I know doesn't make any sense. But I was filled with this helpful rage. I said, let me help this, let me get this platypus off this guy's hands before I kick his ass and help the platypus or maybe just help the platypus. But eh. And so the uniform, or the, it's more than a uniform because it was uh, like, you know, it, it was made of foam. You know, they changed the body type of this person uh, to a faux platypus body type. Which made room like a, 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 a womb-like chamber for to hide a platypus, and so I got the platypus out. Luckily, like I said, I knew I'd be cat sitting, so I had brought a bunch of old uh, towels and blankets with me, just in case any other cats showed up that needed to be, you know, swaddled. And I said, "Where the hell did you take this platypus from?" And the guy said, I got no regrets. She was the worst platypus owner. 
And I said, who was the owner? And he said the name of his like, I think it was like the Helen Grigsby Zoo. And I, but he said Helen Grigsby. And I said, the Helen Grigsby Zoo? And, that, and I said, let's just not argue about that because that's too, you know. And then, it, so then the whole bar, I guess, was watching as I started to swaddle a platypus. And I guess if you're not versed in the world of cat swaddling like I am or, uh, uh, dog swaddling, don't. There is some free advice. As a matter of fact, cat swaddling, don't do it. You know, I had to go to get you know imaginary degree to imaginarily swaddle cats, and no cats were swaddled in the actual making of this story. Platypuses, maybe, but but something about my uh, my swaddling platypus swaddling technique. I think the look I get on my face, which is could be considered demon-like, but it's just a demon-like focus. Uh, and I do a chant, which might sound like I've been possessed by something. And I swaddle very fast, but kind of gentle, as uh, uh, gentle as the kiss of a, a platypus's. Uh, uh, but it's you know gentle as a mother's kiss when I when I'm swaddling just because I looked crazed, and act crazed, doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing when I'm swaddling animals. That may or may not want to be you know that needed to be. So I swaddled the platypus. No one liked it. People were screaming. My nan is screaming that I'm worse than whatever reality show is the people that are volunteering for reality show are screaming at me uh the platypus mascot screaming that i ripped his suit and i stole his platypus and i'm thinking to myself these people this platypus rest platypus rescue clearly platypus goes into a bar and needs to be rescued period a uh, cat goes into a bar well let's just let's just do a little a, a, a pause here Cat goes into a bar with the bar owner. No, no rescue. Kenny might need to be cat-sitted. Uh, if the owner's that, well, geez, I'm going to be out. I don't know. Anybody's, you know, reversing cat swaddling like you are or just cat comforting. Dog goes into a bar. You know, probably, you know, depends on the dog, depends on the owner, depends on the bar. Uh, platypus, no need, you know, for a pause to say, well, uh, no. Wrong, wrong. You might say, let's do a little quiz. Chicken goes into a bar. The answer's wrong. You'd say, you'd start making it, well, is this a situation? No, 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 wrong. Especially if it's going to be one of those, you know, because it's going to end up, or lost. You say, hey, you just wandered in here, buddy. Don't you want to go outside? You don't want to be eating anything off this floor. Uh, sea creature in a bar, uh, wrong. And even you say, well, we got a tropical fishing. No. Drunk people are gonna put stuff in there, even when you're not looking. But anyway, I put I put a couple two and two together, and I run with platypus, as I said, which catches us up to the beginning, which I guess in some sense was the middle, which is where we are now. And maybe I don't even know, uh, because when you're living the story, it's hard to see. Which is, but so I was at this place arguing with this guy, second argument already, and I said, "Well, boy." And but then something about the noises the platypus was making were soothing me. It is a combination of a chirp and a what I say, a squawk chirp. They say, geez, that's not half bad and the person I was arguing with was like, eh. And then I looked down the street and we're in a you know a city streets, it's nighttime. I realized I don't really know why I'm to see this person calling me down this alley and they say, Come on, come on. And I say, I say, well, Jesus, because I said the mob was catching up with me. And if you've ever heard an angry mob calling for your swaddling, you, you know it's not going to be like when I swaddle an animal. You say, Jesus, it's not going to be, and they're not going to be gentle about it. And they say, city streets are no place for a human to be swaddled, an adult human, because you could bump your head. You know, a bad idea, or get a, you could get a scrape. You know, city street, you really get an infection. So don't, you know, no. So I said, I don't, I don't, I would choose not to be swaddled. I'll run to the stranger that's calling me, and I run in, uh, and I realize that once again I'm running into a bed shop. Now this was, I said, it was an older woman, 
and I realized as I run it, it was a pet shop. Did I say that already? That was a pet shop. But she she closes the door behind me, shuts off the lights, and she says, lie down on the floor. And I say, what? And she says, lie down on the floor. I say, why? She says, let's pet the cute wild bobcat kittens when you see it. And I say, what do you mean when she see it? She says, they got away. I can't find them. I need your help. And I said, is that why you were calling me here? And she said, yes. And I said, well, why are the lights out? And she said, it's easy. She said, I can't, you know, I'm a bit, I'm losing my sight. And she said, I figured I'd, it'd be easier to find them in the dark. And I said, okay, well, actually there's a, a mob calling for my public swaddling. So probably best to, uh, you know, keep the lights out and, you know, crawl around the floor anyway. And then I felt a, a baby bobcat swipe in my face. And uh, it was not... I guess it was not pleasant because it hurt. And it said, Jesus, baby bobcat's got, like, you know, when you see the German shepherd puppy, they have monstrous hands already when they're born. These baby bobcats were the same thing. I said, ow. But then the baby bobcat made a little goo 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 sound. And I said, that is the most wonderful, ow. And then it hit me again and it goo 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 goo. And then I was listening to the sounds of my platypus. But then I, know, knowing nothing about platypuses and having it swaddled, so I couldn't do, you know, an investigation of the platypus's anatomy, there was something in the back of my mind that said, okay, well, I'm holding a platypus, so probably not a fantasy animal, but still could be. Are platypuses covered in... Uh, uh, beaver-like fur or uh, feathers, because you know I don't want anything feather-based near a, uh, a baby bobcat. But you know, easier. I don't know why some associate feathers with easy to scratch. But I said, okay, here's your bobcat, ma'am. And then I saw a couple other ones, and I I, I used my face to, to you know, there was something about my. My beard and my bobcat-like fur that, that's on my head because, you know, it's like it, you know, when I'm recording the podcast and in this platypus mess, platypus, I guess it'll mess is because of my swaddling. Because technically I didn't, hadn't 100% planned on platypus napping, as the court would call it later. But anyway, they, they were coming towards my beard because I hadn't shaved or gotten a haircut because it wasn't June yet. I said, geez, I like to do that once a month. Uh, but anyway, we got all the, and I said, ma'am, I got, I said, how many baby bobcats were, she said, shh, and, and this was weird. You know, it was a pet shop, but she had a TV on the lowest thing. She had her cheek against the floor, and she's watching a TV on the bottom shelf of cages, now, luckily, the cage next to the TV was open, so I herded the bobcats in there. But she said, shh, shh, and I said, what? And she said, it's Rand Paul. He's talking about the, Rand Paul saying, I will force the expiration of the Patriot Act. And I said, is that a question? Is the Patriot Act stand for, like a, stand for something? And she said, of course it does. And I go, I don't mean that. Is it all caps because someone's yelling? Or is it all caps because it's like a... Because I said, geez, that's a lot of letters to figure out to stand for something. And then I said, Not, no offense to bureaucrats, but, you know, they're usually pretty dull. So maybe I said, good, ma'am, do you have a pen? Because they could write that. It might be a good podcast idea. And she said, I'm sorry. And I said, no need to... I said, actually, you do. My face is bleeding from your bobcat. So, yeah. And she said... No, I'm sorry. Please be quiet. I'm listening to this. And I said, oh, boy. Like, so I tiptoed me and, and I still had my platypus. I was holding it in the uh, football carry sometimes, mostly. And I noticed the platypus had fallen asleep, which was good. And I said, well, it's right up against my, bo- my, my bosom. But I'm not the most bosomy man. So I said, but, it, you know, and I said, Is that, it's not a nape, but... uh Lace between your chest, the side of your chest, if you have like a little chest muscle, and your armpit and your bicep, you could tuck your platypus bill 
not, well, it's tough to explain, but you, uh, you can jam the platypus's forehead in there. In a, not in a jamming way, but in a, a parental jamming way, a platypus parent way. And I say, oh, wait, that's it. Platypuses come from eggs. And I said, well, that doesn't guarantee they have feathers. And I, and then, but I could feel the platypus was, it was forehead against it. And I said, well, let's say we got a little platypus uh, resting zone there. All right, so you, we, we try, we try, I said, my platypus is asleep. And I said, well, let's get out of here. Let's get out of the store. I go open the store door. There's this dude standing there. And I say, you with the swaddling mob? Because uh, I know where that guy went. And he said, I'm a cop from the future. David Sandberg, a.k.a. King Fury, AMA. And he really punched the AMA, I mean, with, with his voice. And I said, in the future, does AMA still mean ask me anything? And he said, no, it means arrest made all the time or something. And I, I said, so you, are you, wait, are you, you're a cop named King Fury? And he said, no, Kung Fury. And I said, are you looking for a man and a platypus? And he said, what is wrong with you? And I said, in the future, it was like, so you're from the future, right? I said, I said, a couple, couple questions. One, in the future, they just call platypuses platypuses. And he said, platypi. And I said, witty King Stannis. But I said, or do you call them duck-billed platypuses or, uh, you know, build platypuses and then non-build platypuses or platypus-build platypuses? And he said, well, that would be a, uh, an unmiddler. And I said, I just laughed with joy, but I didn't want to get off track. And I said, do you work for pre-crime? And he said, no, 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 post-crime, because we're in the future. And I said, okay, that kind of makes sense. And he said, so you, I said, isn't there a show coming out about pre-crime? I said, do you think there's still going to be a, like, uh, and he said, you, he goes, I know, I'm from the future. He goes, I know in the past you did, already did that imitation of the characters trying to, to predict the future, the sentients or the uh, precogs. And he said, he said, you think that's pretty funny, don't you? And I said, uh, well, no, I just don't do many imitations. That's one of the ones I do, uh, but I don't have to do it now. And I said, so which post-crime, are you here? He said, no, I'm here to buy some baby bobcats. And I said, oh, I said, she's on the floor in there, the pet lady, watching, uh, like, Fox News or something with her cheek. I said, he goes, oh, cheeky. And I said, that's her name? And he said, no, she's for, he goes, he goes, that's a method for watching TV in the future because the air pollution's so bad, you have to lie on the floor, you know, to rule And I said, wow. They said, do you guys have, like, phone? He said, no, no. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, you, you. And I said, anyway, I said, did you, which direction did you come from? And he said, the future. And I said, this is not a direction. That's a time. I said, did you just appear here or did you come down? Did you come? And he said, if I explained it to you, I w- you wouldn't understand and they said, well, because it's from the future, because you don't, you don't respect my intelligence. And he said, anyway, complete your question. I said, did you see a mob calling for a man swaddling? And he, and he said, he said, huh? He goes, I heard. He goes, I did see a mob, but I thought they were talking about a duck waddling. But he goes, yeah, now I've made the connection. He goes, is that a platypus in your armpit? And I say, it's not actually in my armpit. It's in my the nook of my arm, you know, my pre-armpit, uh, like a precog, but an armpit. And I said, anyway, if you, I'll let you get to your purchase here. I'm going to try to dodge this mob. Uh, like, you, you don't have a direction. You can't tell me which way to go. And he said, if I could tell you what to do, I'd tell you to do a beach backflip with a twist. And I said, in the future, do English words mean different things? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. 
And he said, no, he goes, it's, he goes, that's a specialty of the drink at that place. And I said, what place? And he said, that bar down the next alley. And he said, well, he goes, they don't let angry mobs in there. And he said, that's the name of a beach backflip with a twist. And I said, that sounds, I said, is there some sort of coconut in there? He said, yeah, he goes, it's any drink. He goes, you could go in there and have one. He goes, that's the twist. There's no alcohol, no angry mobs. So I go in there. I said, I said, what kind of place is it, a, a tiki bar? He said, close. He said, it's a Scandinavian-style uh, uh, bar. And I said, what does that mean? And I, he, he said, don't worry about it. And I said, if you, go get your pets. So I run into this place. It was a beach bag for the twist. Second, second bar I've been into, which is just not the greatest night for me anyway. And uh, I go up to the bar, and they say, no babies in the bar. And I go up to the barkeep, and I say, oh, this isn't a baby. It's a, uh, you know, I said, it's a, it's a com- comfort package. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I said it's uh, it's out of the house special, my dear. And she said, you didn't answer my question. And I said, I said, yes, please. And she said, one cable knit sweater coming right up. And I said, I thought this was a beach backflip with a twist. And at that point, she walked away from me. And I noticed the two guys next to me were arguing about some volcano. And one guy's like, has there ever been a... Like, like you try to get me involved in the argument, which I'm like... You know, which I'm like, geez, I'm argued out, boys. And they say, just please settle this. Has there ever been a more badass volcano than this? And the guy's got a volcano T-shirt, like a volcano, what do you call it, tribute T-shirt, which is pretty freaking cool. And it had a picture. He said, it's the, uh, I have no idea. He said, the cool call eruption uh, by Sigurd Hans Steffesen or something. It was like, it wasn't that good. Uh, it was a little pixelated. It was only 960 by 639. And I said, Is, did you buy this on like the Sigurd tour? Because uh, I see there's some similarity in some of the letters in the uh, way the consonants and the vowels are structured. And he said, the volcano... And then my platypus woke up. I said, geez, you woke up my platypus, and it was making a noise. And I said, this isn't its comforted noise. And he said, oh, very apologetic. He said, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were uh, carrying, uh, what can I do to help? I said, tell it some random facts, uh, you know, whisper it into, you know, I said, whisper some random facts, and he said, uh, and the other guy, he, the other guy said, this guy only knows about vol- this one volcano. He's obsessed with it, but he's like, I got one. And the guy got right up by my platypus, and he said, the platypuses have ears. And I said, good question. I have no idea, but I said, this is more of a, you know, platypus is swaddled, so just give us some sound vibrations. And he said, T-I-L. He goes, T-I-L, you know, today I learned Michael, after Michael Jordan scored a game-high 69 points, uh, teammate Stacy King quipped, oh, always remember the night that Michael Jordan and I combined to score 70 points. And the, the, the platypus made a, a squawk squeal, or what was it, a squawk? Like a good sound, I'd say. Or something, that was more of a cat sound, but... And I said, like, I said, you're, 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 what are you, the platypus whisperer? And he said, no, there's just something funny I read today. And I said, that is funny. I said, Steve. I said, was Stacy King on the uh, UNLV team with Larry Johnson, that, that team? And he said, I think so. And I said, that was that Tark the Shark. He said, yeah. And then he said, what are you trying to come for your platypus? So I said, yeah, let's just talk about college basketball. So we did that for a while. Incredibly boring, especially since I had already exhausted most of my college basketball there with Stacey King and Larry Johnson. But this guy, he went on forever about so many facts. Uh, the barkeep brought me an actual cable knit sweater. She said, here's your house special. And I said, put it on my tab. And then she said, you should have said put it on my bill.
And I said, if if I was funny, and I said, and if I planned on paying, I, you know, and then she said, don't worry, I can tell you're desperate. She's like, there's a bus stop out front. The bus will be here in two minutes. Get the sweater on. She goes, this is a, a large turtleneck, so there'll be plenty of room to both. She goes, it'll be a double swaddle, cable knit swaddle, uh, you know, undercover. She said, and I said, I got you. You're brilliant. Thank you, ma'am. I'll always remember you. As a, she said, go now. And uh, so I put the, so I swaddled the platypus inside a cable knit sweater, white, I guess it was cream colored, turtleneck. Felt like a Norwegian seaman, like I should be out on an oil platform. Uh, and I said, geez, actually, cable net's probably not the best thing for an oil platform. And all these guys with frostbite said, as I was leaving, they said, you're, you're not kidding, dude. But it's a perfect thing to hide a platypus. And I went outside, the bus pulled up. I got on the bus. I went to the middle of the back of the bus. And I didn't know where the bus was going. And, you know, I said, well, geez, I'll just ride it for a while. We'll get out of, you know, the heat dies down. But every bus, you know, there's the, the sharp-eyed bus passenger. So this guy's watching me. And I said, this is like the movie you, 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 Under the Skin. Wasn't there a bus, uh, a sharp-eyed bus passenger on, on that movie? And, and uh, they came and sat close to me. I said, oh, boy, here it comes. And they said, you're the swaddler, aren't you? And I said, uh, which swaddler, which swaddler, I said, I have trouble with that. Which swaddler are you speaking of? And they say, I'm talking about you. you, you he goes, I remember you hearing about you. I said, well, I said, is this related to the mass public, the public swaddling? And he said, no, you're the one that swaddles it with your words. Weren't you the one that uh, uh, ruined the World Cup hopes? for?" And he said, was that, I said, was that me, really? I said, was that me? And he said, he said, yeah, today was the day Messi, he goes, he was talking about you at the press conference. You know, Messi, we had that wonder goal in the Copa del Rey final today. And they asked him. Uh, you know, they said, Jeezy, who do you owe all this magic to over the past few years, ever since that let down uh, two World Cups ago in 2010? And Messi talked about it this night, the swat, he called you the swaddler. And I said, is that a, I said, in, in, his, in which language? And he said, body language. And I said, okay. So he made a swaddling type motion. Like what he was swaddling himself in his bed covers. And the guy said, exactly. And I said, so is he? He said, he's finally, I said, that was an accidental, uh, you know, that was when I, I, I said, I don't have experience a lot. I didn't have experience on one-on-one sleep, uh, you know, uh, they say, you have something to do with the Bordown circuit? You've heard of Bordowns? And he said, oh, yeah, I get that all the time. And I said, you you get what? He's like, oh, Bordown invites. I said, first rule of Bordown is there's no Bordown. So, and he said, but you brought it up. So I figured, I said, you figured nothing, man. You, 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 you're extremely friendly bus passenger, though. And I said, so, I said, that's interesting. I said, he said, well, what are you doing tonight? And I said, well, I said, funny, you talk about swaddling. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you, I'm on the run. And then he said, your sweater's uh, squawking and, um, and, and making another noise. I said, yeah, it's tough to describe that noise. What would you say it is? He says, it's a pleasant noise. He said, it sounds like it's coming through some sort of keratin chamber, a bill, bill or a duck. They said, what the hell, are you some sort of ornithologist or something? And he said, as a matter of fact, I'm a, you know, a hobbyist, a beak hobbyist. And I said, you don't know anything about bills, do you? And he said, dollar bills. And 
they said, uh, said you be, they said, oh boy, everybody's a comedian nowadays. And he, he, he said, I notice, uh, he goes, he goes, this, he goes, there's some sort of a bill, he goes, is that a bill inside your uh, cable knit sweater, turtleneck sweater? And I said, as a matter of fact, it is, Bill. I said, do you mind if I call you the Bill Master? And he said, holy crap. He goes, that's my uh, my, my screen name I've been looking for. I said, you, you probably Bill Master 69 you'll be. And he chuckled at that. And I said, because the first uh, 68 will be taken. But I said, probably better off just being Bill Master. I bet you that's available, you know. And he said, I'm looking right now. And I said, what on, like, uh, I said, uh, Burbeek Forums? And he said something like that. And I said, listen, I got a question for you. And I said, do animals ever learn that cars can only stay on the road? And he, I, he said, I don't know. I said, maybe some. And I said, I got another question for you. As an expert, well, you're not an expert. As an amateur bird, it's a bird beak enthusiast. Is that, I said, that sounds pretty bird beak enthusiast. So it was a, he's a bird beak. Uh, he said, okay, I could go for that. I said, well, as a bird beak enthusiast, uh, I said, I forgot my question because I was distracted trying to imagine. I said, do you live in your mother's basement? And he said, as a matter of fact, my mother lives in my basement. I said, it better be a nice and wonderful basement. He said, it is. And I said, I said, uh, I said, do you, does your mother own a pet store? And he said, she does. And I said, oh, I just saw her. I said, she, she likes to lie on the floor and watch Fox News. And he said, yeah. And I said, and she's from the future or something like that, or your brother's from the future. He said, no, our best customers from the future. They, in the future, they don't have pet shops. And I said, we're pets outlawed? He said, no, no, it's complicated. No, nothing like that, just convenience-wise. And I said, oh, boy, mass extinctions? He said, yep. And I said, you don't know anything about uh, platypus care, do you? And he said, well, geez, I could tell you that uh, a platypus probably shouldn't stay in a cable-knit sweater and swaddled, probably bad for their body temperature. And I said, well, I have a platypus under my sweater. That's what's making the, the bill-based noises. And I pulled the platypus out, and I said, Jesus, that platypus is all swaddled up like a little baby. And I said, yeah, isn't it cute, a, a, a swaddled platypus? And I said, he said, it is. And then I noticed the bus was slowing down, and then I noticed that there was a road was blockaded. And I said, have you been, I said, are you with some sort of platypus collection force? And he said, this, is, this platypus is from the future. He said, this platypus is from the future, and it was sent here to test humanity. I was like, to test the common sense that we would just call it a platypus and not a duck-billed platypus because that would be ridiculous because it's a platypus's bill. And he said, he goes, in the future, people don't worry about inane stuff like that. And I said, because you could probably just call it a platypus, so there's no reason to worry about it. You wouldn't say, hey, uh... I don't know. I said, I don't have a way to, other than, I can't, I can't use it as its own metaphor. But I can't see any other animals that are degraded like this. And he said, you're about to go through a roll of trials with the court systems for platypus napping. And all sorts of things. But he's like, one day we'll call upon you again to stand for the platypi. And that day... It may or may not come because we still got to vote on it after we watch the tape of your actions tonight. And I said, is there a future where animals need to be swaddled more, but only by trained professionals in situations like veterinarian care or zoo care? Uh, And he said swaddling may be the key that unlocks everything of why pets are so inconvenient to purchase in the future. And this platypus has tested you, and you have taken the test. 
And I said, did I pass the test? And he says, not fat, pass, fail, you know. And I said, oh, you got to think. I said, in your opinion, he said, you passed. I said, no, that wasn't my question. I said, in your opinion, is a platypus just a platypus with a bill? He said, oh, yeah, platypus, platypus bill. Not a duck bill, platypus. Not a platypus pilled duck. I mean, geez, can you imagine what the stink the ducks would raise? And he goes, he leans in. At this point, the police were boarding the bus, like, you know, pointing at me. Women, there's the swaddler. That's what my nana said. A horrible swaddler. But he said, uh, in the future, our country's run by ducks. And I said, Howard the duck. And he said, possibly. Yeah. And then they pulled me off the bus. And they said, there's the swat. And then they, that was like the papers. You know, geez, they had a field day with it, the swaddler. And the, the, the platypus went missing. And then I said, you have no evidence to hold me by. And they said, we have 4,000 witnesses. And I said, 4,000? They said, yeah, the CBS is running a live feed of your actions. And I said, of me rescuing a platypus from the future. And then they said, they, they actually had to tape all this. Okay. We said, they said, they said, unfit for trial, platypus. And I said, what's the uh, charge? I said, what's the uh, penalty for platypus snapping? I said, you can't kidnap an imagine. I said, yeah, you know, you should check my backpack. I got a griffin in there and a freaking harpy and a Sphinx and a uh, freaking uh, whatever the hell, dodo bird. And then they tried, they said, no, whole another trial of falsifying dodo bird or something. I said, oh, boy. But, yeah, that's so that's what happened when a platypus walked into a bar. Harboring a platypus, uh, not a charge I face. Aiding and abetting a platypus impersonator. That's what uh, I think my Nana actually got charged with that and convicted because that was a whole other thing. It was some sort of, I don't know, but not important. And I know some of you might be saying, well, geez, why didn't you name the platypus? And I said, well... I know at some point I realized there was a famous platypus that I I wasn't aware of. I think Perry the Platypus was on a show that I did not watch. And that I, I said, geez, I remember seeing it. I said, geez, I don't know. It's not Where's My Water. That's a uh, alligator. But I know there's a Perry the Platypus out there. I don't know. Inspect, I want to see Inspector Gadget. I'm not trying to be funny. I don't know the name of the show. But I know a beloved, beloved character. And I said, well, geez, that's not my business. Uh, that's a named platypus. And they probably don't say, are you, are you a duck-billed platypus? Especially if it's famous. You know, no one's going to say, hey, Perry, is that a duck bill? No, jerk off. It's a freaking my bill. It's my face. No, no one says a horse, horse tooth human. I guess sometimes they do, and that's mean. So yeah, think about that. If someone said, "Hey, horse tooth human," you'd say that hurt my feelings. So think about it. Put yourself in the platypus's webs, web-like flippers. I don't know. Like I said, this platypus was swaddled. So I have no freaking idea. And again, I don't know. It could be a fantasy-based creature. Uh, and, but no platypuses were swaddled in the making of this tale. Swaddling was, you know, fig- figurative only. Unless they needed to be swaddled. And it was, you know, swaddling was supervised by Jack Hanna and the organization for the, uh, you know, proper, you know, swaddling. Uh, Animal, you know, is all right. So get a good night's sleep. I'm, I'm glad you listen. All right, good night.